drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started on their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Macintosh and Maude's chocolate shop was open for business. Season 1, Episode 10, Chapter 10, The Lost Weekend. While Fred is away, Betty decides to throw Jughead a surprise birthday party at Archie's. Veronica dis- uncovers alarming facts about her dad and Clifford. Recap the recap! Alright, the football team harassed women. Memories of Dark Betty. FP has Jason's jacket. Hiram went to jail because of the Blossoms. Valerie broke up with Archie. The Lodges have to testify. And Veronica breaks her pearls. <gasps> I wasn't that fast. I didn't go as fast as I normally do. No. Jughead's writing again. He's talking about their regime, which is a joke because we've made it very clear these kids leave school whenever they damn well feel like it. He writes a lot. Well, he's writing a novel. And we don't know if it's present day, if he's writing it today. Like, how far in advance is he actually narrating? It's a flash forward! was the best moment lost ever. <laughs> um, I mean, Jason... Jason was murdered. That changed their routine. Yeah. There's some weird um, montages in between each character and then this flashing to this party that we'll be at later. And I just wrote more beefcake moments because we see Archie without a shirt on. So, well, as, long, as, as we'd see several people without their shirt on. Except... To me, it never seems like any of those are actually from the party. Well, we don't... I mean... I I think that this is a... This could just be bad writing. We have to acknowledge that. I think... I don't know that this is the party that actually ever happens. I don't know. So, no, some of it's definitely from the party. Oh, yeah, because then they cut to it later. Because of Cheryl. But that one with Archie without a shirt on with the other football guys with the guy with the pig head on, which is similar to the wolf thing from previous episodes. They have got to stop trying to do David Lynch stuff in this show. It doesn't work unless you're going to go full weird, man. I agree. Like, go full weird or just be a teen mystery show. (sighs) They're trying a little too hard. But some of it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> okay, so we cut to the Andrew's house, and Fred is packing up. Um, he is leaving to go see Mrs. Andrews. He apologizes that he's going to miss Jughead's birthday, and Jug's like, you're not going to miss anything. Yeah, Jughead does not want his birthday acknowledged. He doesn't like his birthday. No. Um, and Fred asks Archie to help him downstairs. And, uh, you know, he's... Long story short, he's off to go sign divorce papers with Archie's mom. Yeah, and Archie asks, you know, is this about, you know, things with you and Hermione? And Fred says, no, that's over. And so Archie's like, so why are you finalizing things? Sometimes you just got to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. He's Um, not wrong. (laughs) And uh, Archie's like, you know, I talked to mom the other day. She didn't say anything. And Fred says um, she didn't want to be the bearer of bad news. Your mom moved out two years ago. So that adds a little bit more context because we haven't had that yet. Yeah. Um, so and nice. Archie's home alone. So Archie and Jughead are home alone. So we go to the lodges and they, um, their attorney is there, Paul Sourberry. 
<laughs> I wrote Paul Sourberry, attorney of law. Sourberry. His name is. <sighs> and it's spelled. It's not spelled Sourberry. How's it spelled? S o w e r b e r r y. S a u e r. No, no, that's how it's spelled. Oh, okay. I'm saying it's not S o u r b e r r y. No, just I mean, it's a dumb name. No, it's great. It's great, <laughs> but come on, Pep Comics, come on. <laughs> um, so the the lodges need to make a statement. They need to act as a character witness mm-hmm. in favor of Hiram. Might help with sentencing. Might help him, you know, get bail. Different things like that. I mean, we've we'd Short, established a shorter sentence, and we've established before, but this is this is definitive. He's not in prison. He hasn't been convicted of anything. No, he is in prison. Well, he, no, he's in jail. Jail, in jail and prison are different. <laughs> Whatever. But I mean, it's just important to know, like, he has not been convicted of Correct. any crime yet. He's being held, and his attorneys are working on his case. Yes. And this firmly establishes that. Correct. Um, Veronica is refusing to give a statement. Um, and she just says, Dad made his bed. And I'm late for school. Mm-hmm. Cut to the dog pound. Dog house. The dog house. <laughs> dog pound? Well, whatever. Okay. The dog house, which we have dubbed their student lounge. <laughs> we, we cut to the dog house. Betty and Archie are talking to Veronica and just like, um, we need to talk to you about something. Yeah. While Archie was at the, uh... Arch- at Thornhill. Archie explains what he heard at the party with the Blossoms. Yeah. Veronica's a little bit shocked. Is this a friend intervention? Yeah. Because the way they're talking, Betty won't Betty won't say it. And is like, um, Archie, you were there. You tell her. That's fair. I mean, he, he was the one who has the first-hand knowledge. Yeah, but it's also that she doesn't want to have to say it. Yeah. Betty doesn't want to say mean things. Uh, but they reveal, things. they reveal what Archie knows, which is that the Blossoms sent Hiram to jail. And um, Veronica's head is now completely spinning. She's like, you know, what would Clifford Blossom have to do with my dad? So, okay. Betty Um, and Archie are walking down the hallway. Archie tells Betty that it's Veronica's birthday and warns him that he doesn't like it and explains that his tradition is to go to the Bijou movie theater for a double feature. Right. And he's like, and Betty's just like, oh, man, well, of course I'll go with him, but you have to come too, Archie. And Archie's like, no, I don't want to be a a third wheel and Betty says you know we you know it'll be like old times and Archie says yeah like the three musketeers and Betty corrects him and says there are actually four musketeers which is true yes um yeah so they kind of smirk at each other at that one I think you said it was Veronica's birthday oh did I say it was Veronica's birthday yeah Jughead's birthday it's Jughead's birthday sorry that's okay I was looking at a different line of my notes it happens (laughs) there's This one might get weird, guys. Not gonna lie. There was so much shit that happened in this episode. Yeah, we get to a sequence where it's like, bam, 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 bam. There's at least two sequences that lasted me maybe a page worth of notes. Probably. Um, we cut to Betty calls FP. You wanna? Do you wanna come to dinner and a movie with us? And uh, FP goes, does Jughead know you're calling me? She's like, <laughs> no. And, and he's like... Uh, the only thing Jughead hates more than his birthday are surprises, so the best gift I can give him is not coming. And and reveals that he's never had a birthday party. He never wanted one. Yep. To which Betty is shocked at this. 
And we cut to the lunch. Yeah, it's lunch time. They're out. They're outside in winter, right? No, they're inside. Okay, that's right. Inside the, the cafeteria. That makes sense then. Um, Archie is making grumpy faces at Valerie from across the cafeteria, and Val is massively eye rolling him back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because Val won't talk to him. Betty's like. Let's have a surprise party. And Archie's like, don't do that. Arch, Arch, everybody's like, yeah, that sounds great. And Archie's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, Jughead hates his birthday. Kevin's like, everyone says that. Nobody means it. And Archie's like, no, you don't. No, stop you it. Don't get it. And then Kevin says, oh my God, don't turn around. And immediately everybody turns around. And we see Chuck Clayton looking very fine. <laughs> he's walking in, he's strutting in. And Chuck, Kevin says, Oh my God, Chuck! No, he says, "Oh my, Chuck! I think his lats got bigger." Not that I care, because he's evil incarnate. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Uh, we find out that he got suspended, but he's not expelled, so now he's back from his suspension. I don't think they said that in the episode. No, they did. Well, I mean, the previous one when he gets kicked out. I don't know. We know he got kicked off the football, fe- I'm pretty football sh- team. Yeah. But I don't know if they said anything about him actually being suspended. I think I think they say he was suspended and permanently removed from the football team or something like that. Mm. But anyway, it's 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 a it's a reminder for us. Okay. Um. Uh, Chuck goes over to Ethel, um, to which Betty instantly gets up and is you know getting over there. Veronica's, I mean, just sort of bad mouthing him, but Betty darts over to Ethel. Chuck is just there to apologize and he says, "You don't have to go all dark Betty on me." You guys. I am a TV genius. Okay, we're going to reiterate this. I have not watched anything. I I have a we watch an episode and then we record, and we have not moved on to the next episode. We didn't watch ahead. We weren't reading news or spoilers. I know not nothing watched. about the show except what we watch on this. And you called her Dark Betty from episode three. Was it three or two? Three? I think it's three. Because we have, yeah. Because, or it might even be like four. Regardless. Four. Regardless, we had no clue that they were actually going to call her Dark Betty. I'm a TV genius. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> That's all Maud. Maud was the one who figured that out. I I love everything. <laughs> so while that happens, Betty starts clenching her fists, like as we've seen her do before. Uh, Chuck asks if B is fine. And then he looks at Archie and Archie's eye and Chuck. Chuck winks at Archie. Hmm. Which is weird. It's weird. That's football team crap. It's, it's that bro thing, but it's weird. Cause like it, well, okay. Here's what, how Archie is keeping tabs on Betty because that's his best friend. Yeah. And Chuck is looking at Archie as though something else is going on. That's what that wink is more about. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Well, and I, the other thing may be that to Chuck's knowledge, Archie still likes Betty. Like, he just walked in. Who knows if he knows the dynamics with him and Jughead. Her and Jughead. I don't know. Hmm. It also could just be a gap in the writing that nobody thought about because they just brought this guy back for, like, one episode. Um, It's possible that Archie has previously made some comments about Betty in a locker room stereotypical football player dude way. 
I don't know. I mean, we'll oh, we'll talk about it more later when we get to a different. Well, do, but do we just read too much into this shit? <laughs> Who's a TV genius? <laughs> That's right, it's me. Okay. I'm the TV genius. All right. Um, Betty walks back to the table, and she looks at her hands, and she's got those fingernail palm marks where she's made her hands bleed. She broke fucking skin. Yeah, and we've seen her do this before. Um, And she's like, no, we're going to have a a birthday party. And she says, there's a lot I can't do and a lot I can't control, but I can certainly um, give my boyfriend a good party. And Archie just says, fuck it. No, Archie starts making grumpy face at... And Valerie, and then he says, screw it, let's have a party at my place. My dad's out of town. He would have said, fuck it. <laughs> yes, but this is the CW. Stupid CW. Just use the words. We'll get past it. <sighs> get the MA rating. Let's do this right. Great. If it doesn't air after nine, you're not allowed to do that. Mm, whatever. Okay. Um, so then we're at Andrew's construction. Betty ambushes FP at the construction site. Yeah. Asking him again to come to a party. <laughs> uh, this this sequence, FP, you don't quit, do you, it's, Betty? No. No, no, her line is, rarely, if ever. <laughs> uh, I'd like to point out that FP is clean and sober in this, and mm. he appears to be clean and sober. And always was clean and sober? Uh, we'll see. We can talk about that more later. That's what you think. Well, he's not clean and sober. He drinks, but... I don't think he's an alcoholic. He was never I, an alcoholic. I think him being a fall-down drunk is a ploy. Yes. Okay. So we cut back to school. So yeah. we're at the blue and gold. Oh yeah, we're in the blue and gold. And Alice walks in, and she's gotten the approval from Prince, Principal Weatherby to be the new student advisor. Mm-hmm. And because of her real world experience, so she sits down with Betty. He's like, "You're really falling for this Jones boy, aren't you?" Oh, because well, she says, "What's our first assignment?" And she says, "I'm making plans for Jackhead's birthday." Oh yeah, and. Then Betty asks her mom, like, you know, when you and dad started dating, did you tell him everything about you? Which is weird. It's weird. It's a weird question. No, I... It, no, it's a weird question. But it's... Okay, context. It's not a weird question. She's struggling with stuff, right? This, the issue with Chuck and the nails and everything. Clearly, she understands she's got issues. She's okay. she She's trying to decide whether or not she needs to tell Jughead about Dark Betty. Exactly. And what happened with Chuck. And so she's asking her... She, she's fallen for this guy. Mm-hmm. And with her parents going through this turmoil, she's looking for some mom advice on this. I, Did, would, I would just like more information about Alice's... About Dark Alice, if we will. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. I'm sure we're going to. Probably. Because... Uh, Alice's response is, yes, I shared him everything, my secrets, my fears, my doubts, and he ended up using them all against me. And Which he did. And she goes, there are things that I struggle with. So, yeah, I hope we find out more information about Dark Alice. You know, it could be as We've simple as... we hints of her, we have. It could just be as simple as they've both got issues. And I think we're going to find out later when we talk about that thing later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more more predictions from me to come. But the biggest advice she gives her is, uh, she she you, get, she said you should trust him, but not with everything. Yep. Which is, um, not unfair. Especially with you know being in high school with this kid. They're young. They're still developing as people. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. We'll get there. Back to the <laughs> Andrews house. Uh, Archie tells Jughead that he's going to the movie with Betty, <laughs> and Jughead is not happy that he's told Betty about his birthday. And Archie kind of pressed like, "Hey man, why don't you like your birthday?" 
and Jughead says maybe it's PTSD from when I was a kid. Joke. Uh, which is a joke, but he says, you know, when I was growing up, my home life was messed up, and it was usually because of my dad, and then all of a sudden there'd be this weird day where we pretended things were great, and it made me feel really lonely. That's uh, fair. Which is which is nice. I, I understand when if your home life is that bad, you wouldn't want a day that's supposed to be about you to be fake. Exactly. Um, so I, I understand that. Yeah. I do. And, um... Anyway, he, I just Jughead is informed what he's going to do. Uh, Veronica has suddenly become a private investigator because she has documents all over the table. And this glasses. is a, it's the stupidest switch I've ever seen in my life. Why are glasses suddenly used to make someone seem more serious or intelligent? Because this is a teenage show. <laughs> because this is written for teenagers, and they think teenagers are dumb, even though teenagers are not dumb. They're incredibly smart and know that this is stupid pandering. Okay, I will say. That I like Veronica in this scene. I like that she has decided that she is going to do some investigating. Yeah, but why the hell didn't they do this before and just suddenly pivot to it? Because uh, I mean, she's a vapid character, let's be clear. But she she's trying to find a reason to actually say something nice about her dad. She's got new information, so now she's going to investigate it. That's all fine. The glasses thing pisses me off because it has nothing to do with her as a character. It is purely a stupid costuming ploy. Yep. So costume designers fired again for Veronica. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot forgive that stupid yellow shell, mustard colored shell and leopard skirt. I'll get no. one. I'll get one for you later. Okay. Um, the Blossoms were making payments to the owners. Was it the owners of the drive-in? No, the Lodges. It was actually the Lodges. Okay. The Lodges family for... For 75 years. And her her suspicion is that they were going to implicate Hiram in, the cr in crime to get him in jail so they didn't have to pay the monthly fee anymore. Because the payment stopped right when Hiram went to jail. And apparently it was a fuck ton of money. Yeah. So Veronica's laying this all out for her mom. And her mom, he says, she, they're talking about Clifford. She goes, I wouldn't put it past that wig-wearing monster. Which I love because Clifford Blossom totally looks like he's wearing a wig. That hair job, that dye job is bad. How much do you want to bet that he's not actually red-haired? And oh, that's the problem. None of those people are red-haired. No, 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 no. I mean... In the in the context of the show, they're on brand, but he does either his hair's gray, or his hair's not red. I would love it if he was actually just bald. That would be, that would be more interesting. But yeah, that his hair is probably the worst of all because everyone else's has gotten a little bit better. Like Archie's was really weird the first episode, but now it's kind of settled. Yeah, which red is the hardest hair color to keep to get and then maintain. So in any case, um, Veronica is just like, well, you know, we got to tell the lawyers. And Hermione's like, um, if they hear that, they might think that that implicates him in Jason's murder. Yeah, don't ask questions no one's asking. We can't do that. And definitely don't include anything with the Blossoms, including Cheryl. Especially Cheryl. Cut to River Vixen's practice. Veronica walks in late. And Cheryl's like, uh, you go to the back. We already rehearsed our homecoming dance and you weren't here. Which Veronica decides she's going to fuel this blood feud. <laughs> Why? And she's like, 
and because you're a blossom, we just have to put up with you. Uh, let's let the girl, let's do a, basically a dance off. We're in a democratic society. And we'll let the other teammates decide who's the cherry on top. I think she even says the vixens. Oh, maybe she does. And then we have... Um, One of the worst dance-offs I've ever seen. So I offer two theories. Okay. Either they couldn't do the choreography as designed mm -hmm. because they suck so bad, and therefore they had to dumb it down. Okay. Or the choreography, the choreography was just fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Which do you think it was? The answer could also be yes. <laughs> I agree with all those statements. Okay. <laughs> First off, when we walk in, Betty's in the front. Betty can actually dance. That girl had some pop. And as she's channeling her dark Betty character. She was actually doing pretty good. You're like, oh, she's actually got some dancing talent. Okay. Then we get to this dance-off. Okay, the song's pretty good. It's a pretty good choice. Song's good. There's definitely some bad choreography. And neither one of them is selling it There's at all. no energy. But I will also 100% blame production. There is nothing but weird shots and cuts. The only shots of this whole thing that look right is when they're both dancing side by side. It's like, oh, but that's what this whole sequence should have been made up. They're trying to hide the choreography and their ability. Just call the people from Step Up. And my God, maybe just put in some... Put, put it... In Get a stunt dancer. What the fuck? I mean, Why didn't you do it? We've established from previous episodes that Veronica cannot dance. I know, right? She cannot dance, especially after deodorant commercial. But <laughs> we didn't know if Cheryl could. We didn't know. And this makes it look like she cannot dance. And she's... And, and here's the thing. If either of those actresses can, like, truly, like, throw down dance amazing... They need to be calling their agents and the producers on the show and being like, you make us look like we have no skill. They, that needs that needs to be addressed from a uh, performance aspect. Okay. Um, but everybody wins. No. Because if I'm looking at that, first of all, they're shitty. Both of them are. They both suck. But if you're going to have to pick a winner, it was Cheryl. I agree. Hands down. I also really like that Cheryl's sh shirt on the back says HBIC. <laughs> which stands for head bitch in charge that it's not wrong which is not wrong um and uh veronica wins she's gonna get the front of the homecoming dance and she just looks over at cheryl and is like never cross a lodge Nudge. the um cheryl is fuming and her minions didn't vote they didn't even vote and so the best line she gets um you catatonic bimbos didn't even vote you have the combined vocabulary of a baked potato mm-hmm Scoot, but shoe bitches. Your days of being my social handmaidens are. You're hard. fired You're on all, all counts. <laughs> shoe bitches. That's great. So Cheryl has nobody. Yeah, pretty much. So on one hand, this is a dumb scene. On the other hand, this is like, oh no. It's the fuel for later. The last thing we need with Cheryl Blossom is to have nobody in Remember, her life. Remember, at the end of last episode, she was the storm that was coming that nobody was prepared for. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. She's she needed some more fuel. Archie's at home putting up stuff for the birthday party, and he gets a call from Dad, checking in. Wanted to talk a little bit, and Archie's like, "You, you shut me down." Yeah, you shut me down, Dad. Yeah, Which, Dad. She's not wrong. 
Um, Fred says that, you know, uh, he hasn't seen mom yet. Um, they were going to go to dinner, but now they've decided to just meet in the morning with the lawyers. To which Archie says, yeah, because it's so bad you can't talk without a mediator. And then basically he hangs up on his dad. Yeah. And then Archie goes to the liquor cabinet and <gasps> grabs some booze. Gasp! I'm so shocked. Teen <laughs> show with drinking? <laughs> Who would have thought? <sighs> My stars. <laughs> it had to happen at some point, right? Yes. And we were going to have a party, so this, this is, is the perfect time. Just wait get predictions for season two. <laughs> just wait. Uh, Cheryl walks into Pop's diner. Dilton's reading a military manual. Of course he is. For no reason. Just we had to bring Dilton Doily back. Yeah. Maybe maybe the least necessary bring back of a character. Nah, I guess he does have a point he has to bring up in the, at this yeah, well, thing. But That's fine. Um, Cheryl walks up and she's talking to someone. We don't know who. We don't see. But she just goes, so you're the worst. Um, and uh, But our arch nemesis are going to be at Archie Andrews' house for a party. Do you want to team up, team up for a little uh, destruction? All it is is she's enemy of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And she's talking to Chuck. Yep. So they're they're going to cause some trouble at this party. Now we're at Sourberry's office. Veronica lays out her theory for the attorney. Okay, here's the bad costume choice. She is dressed like a 40s film noir dame. Yes. She's got this weird feathery fur coat on to make her look like she's straight out of a 40s movie. What the fuck? That's always the way she's been colored. Yeah, but why that? To add to her fake drama. It's so fake. I What I just don't like about it, she doesn't look like a teenager. Exactly. Not even a New York teenager. Like, it's it's bad. If she was a New York teenager, she would be in the hipsteriest of hipster clothes. More likely. There would be none of this. I see, here's the thing, like, I could buy high heel boots. High heel boots, the party with dresses. In the, party dresses. the actual party I dress stuff. I can't buy just the heels and school crap. I can't and buy that. Pearls. I can buy the pearls a little bit, but she'd need to have more um tops that look more like Betty's. Because Betty's are definitely more fifties inspired. And that those would look better together. Yeah. It should be 50s hipster. That's what she should look yeah. like. And she just looks like... She looks like a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> Businesswoman at that. Yeah. Except in this scene when she looks like she's straight out of, like, 19... Yeah, it's weird. 47. Um, Sourberry's just like... You know, she lays it out and says, but you can't say anything because of... The implications mm -hmm. and you know he just goes i can't confirm or deny but yes that's that's what it looks like yeah um and then he pulls out uh, he asks her if you know if she's if she's made a decision about testifying and she says i'm even more more against it now and hiram wrote her a letter he pulls out a letter um that basically uh hiram basically says if you don't do this i'm gonna implicate your mother in all of this. Mm -hmm. So you need to think wisely about what your next move is. Her dad just threatened her. Threatened her mother if she did do something. But also her by Absolutely. proxy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's such a lovely parent. Can't wait to meet him. It's going to get worse from there. Mm -hmm. Cut to the bijou. 
So, uh, we didn't mention before, it's supposed to be a double feature, John Landis. It's a double feature every year on his birthday, but it's John Landis, an American werewolf in Paris, and an animal house. Oh, yeah. But the first movie is important. So, uh, Betty, uh, Betty won't talk about Chuck. She keeps shutting things down. Uh, Jughead wants to he's be like, like... He's like, hey, what happened uh, that, that night at Ethel's? And... Betty lies and says, um, Veronica doesn't really want anybody to know. She wants me to be quiet about it. Mm-hmm. To which Jughead kind of like, okay. He just keeps staring at her. Um, two, two things. Her sweater. Adorable. I love her. I want her sweater. She has a yellow crown on this, on a gray sweater. Yeah, and the crown is looks like the one that uh, Jughead spray painted, kind of. It is so, I want that shirt. I do. It's pro- it's out there somewhere. Oh, it certainly is. Also, is it me or is her ponytail like creepily tight, like tighter than usual? No. Okay. No. It's just it's just the angle of the shot. Then they're trying to make her look weird, <laughs> but she's also got more giant eyes because she's manic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there the movie's about to start, and Jughead says, you know, well, I uh, I didn't peg you as a as an American werewolf in London person, she's like, oh, you don't know me at all. I'm all about the beast within. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good line. Um, Ethel asks, we're, we're, we cut to Archie's house. Everybody's waiting on the party. Ethel mentions that she needs to go pee. Mm-hmm. If it's a double feature, can I go ahead and go pee? Keller's like, you should hold it. <laughs> yeah. Man, nobody tre- gives Ethel Barb any respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, Archie is totally getting drunk, and when he walks in the room, he has that I'm getting tipsy grin on his face. Archie's already drunk. He's not drunk yet, but he's definitely buzzed. He's got that I'm, I'm happy with liquor <laughs> grin on his face. It's so cute. Is it just me? Has Archie never had a drink before? No, he's drank before. I wouldn't put it past him to... No, I, he's definitely had a couple beers. Probably with his dad at the construction site. Uh, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know if the parents in this well, episode no. seem to be pretty cool about the whole drinking thing. I could see F, not F, Fred not making a big deal out of finding out that Archie's had a beer or two. Well, Wait. he knows. He knows what's up. I eh, will get there. Um, he's he's already you know tipsy. <laughs> he's buzzed. Veronica. Veronica walks in the door. They all throw the lights on and say surprise. And she just goes, "Do I look like Jughead?" <laughs> and Joaquin is in the house. Uh huh. And he's eavesdropping. Well, that's his job. Yes, it is. So Veronica is talking with uh, Keller, right? Yeah, he's ta- she's she's telling Keller what she's heard that there's this thing with the blossoms and her dad might be implicated in jason's murder and that piques yeah. joaquin's interest yeah he he makes a little like oh okay i'm i'm taking all this information in Facebook. and then they're walking up and everybody hides again mm-hmm. so jughead and betty walk <laughs> in they yell surprise this is not good okay i'm i'm this is not one of cole sprouse's better moments because his surprise face was way, it was it was not good no, nah. it, it you you can see him as an actor being like, oh, I'm supposed to be, oh no, like you can you can see the work behind what's happening. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It is in this moment. He should have jumped. 
because he shouldn't be used to surprises in any way, so he, he should sh- like jump out of his skin jumped and then been more like frozen, and then should be twitchy and frozen in the moment. Because Archie comes up to him and he's like, uh, "You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done this." And then and then stops for a second. It's like, "Are you drunk?" And Archie's like, like "No, yeah. no, man, no, yeah. I'm fine." He's totally he's totally maintained maintained. Uh, but his okay, but then like. I, you know, Veronica says happy birthday to him in Spanish, and he goes, thanks, Veronica. And then Kevin comes up and gives him a hug, and he goes, oh, it's Kevin. Oh, it's Kevin. <laughs> it's, his awkwardness is quite adorable mm-hmm. once we get past the, the surprise moment. And then he's looking around, he's like, where's Betty? And then she sings happy birthday. Like, all the lights dim, and she sings it very creepily. creepily. <laughs> and Jughead, when she's done, he goes, Betty... That was haunting, which is the most accurate way to describe how she just sang. <laughs> that was haunting, Betty. And and he almost looks like he's going to pass out from, like, I don't know what to, like, yeah, it's so funny. V's tearing up and runs out to the to the kitchen. And Jug, you know, just mentions, he's like, I would, I would prefer this so much if, if it was just it was me just and the, you. It was just the two of us. Um, so we cut to the kitchen. Veronica's there. Archie walks in. Caesar crying and is like, you know, what what's wrong? And she's like, nothing. I don't want to talk about it. I just got done with this meeting and it's just ugh. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you want a drink? <laughs> and her line, isn't the New York sophisticate supposed to corrupt the sweet small town boy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then well then after that you know, Archie explains what he's going through. You know, my dad left so they can uh, sign divorce papers. And explains the tension with the parents. Well, he yeah, he says, um, my mom wanted to leave Riverdale, um, but my dad wanted to stay. So she left and I made it, I got to make a choice and I chose to stay with my dad. There you go. So Archie definitely feels guilty that he's not with his mom. And he also, I mean. He feels responsible, period, no matter what. No matter what he chose, and no matter what he chose, he would still probably feel this way. Yeah, he'd feel bad about the other parent. Exactly. And the fact that they're officially getting divorced means that this is final, and and that's fair. So he's he's having he's having his his yeah. guilt trip moment of feeling like I, he's the, the person responsible. He should have been a little more weirded out when Fred asked him about dating Hermione. Um, for him to then to be this upset about it later, yeah. Because he's like, "Mom's good, you're good, I'm good." When he said that in the other episode, he did delay for a bit when he said, "I'm good." Yeah, but that was about him. Who knows? His mind was so focused on music and shit that God knows what he was thinking. Post grindy bullshit. Yeah, <sighs> he's a sixteen-year-old messed up boy. He's really fucked up. He gets around. <laughs> He's going to get around more, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so Veronica just lays it out. I was threatened by my dad. Yeah. And uh, they hug. And then Jughead walks in and goes, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. And then Betty walks in and is like, why is, there, why is everything so weird? Well, I mean, <laughs> also, like, Betty's just like, I was just going to go get some ice cream. <laughs> well, Betty didn't see any of this. Yeah. So she, Betty doesn't know what's going on. Um Jughead's just like he's not happy about this party and Betty's like why is everything so doom and gloom with you why can't things be normal and Jughead goes I'm not normal I'm not wired to be normal he's pissed and the doorbell rings 
and he runs off. Because the entire town of children, of, of teenagers, has shown up with kegs. Cheryl, Cheryl's just like, you didn't think you could have a party without me. Yeah, and, and Chuck's there, of course. And me. And then Moose says, Archie, where do you want the kegs? Archie's just staring like, oh shit, oh shit. And yes. then finally just goes, screw it. One in the living room, one in the backyard. That's what helps me know, yeah, he's done this before. Oh, yeah. That's where, that's where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I no. just wrote, party time. Memories. Mm-hmm. We've done this. <laughs> uh, oh, who has the keg? Moose. 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 Of has course. He's carrying one of the kegs. His name is Moose. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> um, and then there's a bunch of face-off. You know, we see Cheryl, then we see Veronica, then we see Chuck, then we see Betty, and it's just like the tension. That was Jug- utter. That was utterly unnecessary. But it was. It was. It was fine. And then Jughead leaves. And cut commercial. We come back. It's a party time, and Dilton is the DJ, of course. Jesus. Why is the dork always the DJ? Why? Well, he's also... It's weird, because he's not your normal dork. He's a psychopath. You know who it should have been? Who? It should have been Melody. Yeah. That would have been made more sense, and it would have given her something more to do. Or fucking Val. Even Val. No, it wouldn't have been Val, because her whole role in this party is to make Archie uncomfortable. Good. He deserves it. He totally deserves it. He is being a needy boy. It's kind of funny. So there's all sorts of stupid, weird dancing going on. Archie can't dance for the shit, though. I kind of thought he had some cool drunk moves. Well, I think I think it's specifically drunk moves. Drunk white boy moves. That's okay. Drunk white boy football douche moves. Um. Cheryl's all up on somebody with a Riverdale jacket. It's Moose. Okay. And he starts making out with him, and Kevin's like, "What are they even doing?" And Veronica says they're agents of chaos. They don't need a reason. Mm-hmm. Jug's hiding in the garage. <laughs> Archie comes in so drunk. It's hilarious. He comes in and is just like, Val just showed up. Do you think she wants me back? Dude, Valerie's here. I love drunk Archie. <laughs> drunk Archie is probably my favorite thing. Is... Besides Kevin Keller. I need to see drunk Kevin Keller because we don't see him drunk in this episode, which is a missed opportunity. I think that might be very specific to him. Maybe he knows how to keep his cool. He does go to the gay bar. Innuendo. Innuendo. <laughs> uh, okay, so Jughead is mad at Archie and is like, your job was to make sure that this never happened on my birthday. Archie broke the bro code. He did. He goes, I'm in the middle of a Seth Rogen movie. It's <laughs> a wonderful reference, by uh-huh. the way. And Archie's like, I mean, Betty's your, boyf- Betty's your girlfriend. So that's... And, Jack's like, what does it even mean? Archie says, that means you get a birthday party whether you want one or not. He also brings up the, this point, and I thought it was really good. He's like, this isn't me. How did she not know this? Mm-hmm. Jughead's also, at the same time as he's hurt by what Betty's doing, he's also really confused. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't know Betty to be a person that isn't that in tune with him. Mm-hmm. So some he knows something's up with her. And that's, that's, I think, key to what comes comes next later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he gets a chance to say anything else, FP walks in the door. And he's got a gift. And he's stone cold sober. <laughs> yep. And um, you know, he's like, I'm here to celebrate my birthday, your birthday with my son. And, uh, you know, where can I put this gift? And Archie says, oh, there's, you know, there's a table in the den and... Jughead said, just so you know, you're the only adult here. And he's like, yeah, I kind of figured that one out. And then Jughead's like, did Betty call you? 
And FB says, yeah, she came by too. She really knows what she wants that one. Mm -hmm. And to which I instantly thought, just like her mother. Just like, it's coming up, it's coming up later. It's going to be great. Kevin Keller and Joaquin are making out. And uh, FP is watching this and then he... Well, well, hold on. Because you forget that that Kevin Keller's like, you ever go down to Sweetwater River? Well, he's like, full around. (laughs) Kevin Keller's, have you ever done that? (laughs) <laughs> and Kevin Keller's like, once or twice, maybe. I feel like I really don't want Joaquin to be the juice of this. The juice? Juice from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he was always the guy they made do homosexual things. Well, here's the thing. I think Joaquin is, is probably going to fall in love with Kevin Keller. He definitely is. Um, He's falling for him. A little bit. He likes him. He's conflicted about it. Of course he yeah, is. Which is fair. And FB's just like, ooh, you can cut the sexual tension with a knife. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, all these people want to get laid and they're so stupid. And then, and then FB just looks at Joaquin and is like, um, show me where the bathroom is. Kevin's about to tell him and Joaquin's like, I, I, I got this. Stay here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as they're walking by, because they're going to head upstairs, Veronica sees him, and then she recognizes, hey, that's that serpent guy. And she asks, Kevin, hey, what's this middle-aged serpent doing at his party? And Kevin's like, you really didn't know? FP is Jughead's dad. And things start to click for Veronica. Ooh. Well, you know, okay. She didn't know that. I know. Betty confronts Chuck in the kitchen. She's the party mom. She's trying to clean up. You here to roofie me again? She says, I'm going to ask you nicely to leave. Oh, yeah. Now you're going to be nice. And he's like, no, what y'all did to me ruined any chance I had to play for Notre Dame. It's the stupidest fucking line. Well, it is a stupid fucking line. To set up for her, I know. But it's still stupid. It is, but it's what a 16-year-old boy would say. That's what fucking grown men say. Um, She goes, I'm sorry that after you sexually harassed those girls, there were actual consequences. And he takes that lump and then serves back to her the more important thing, which is, I saw the real you that night. The you that I think about when I'm lying in bed. And then she slaps him before he can (laughs) explain that. What's probably going on when he's thinking about her. But what a douche fuck. Yeah. I mean, especially when you could do so much more psychological trauma to her than that. It's not just its not just that it's douchey, it's bad tactics. He's not that smart. He referred to himself as the chuck wagon. <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, come on. He's, he's uh, an attractive boy. Let's not, let's, let's not forget this, but he's an idiot. The and, prettier there but are. after she slaps him, he smiles and she runs away. He's trying to piss her off. That's what he's trying to do. He knows he got under her skin. Well, because he knows what he wants to do. He wants to reveal Dark Betty. He he no. He wants Dark Betty to come out. Exactly. He wants he wants to reveal it. Anyway, uh, FP and Joaquin are talking upstairs. They're in Archie's room. And um, he's like, "Aren't you supposed to be getting information?" And Joaquin's like, "Actually, I got some." He's like, "No, um, you had your your tongue down the sheriff's." Sheriff's kid's throat. Yes. Sorry. Um, and then uh, Joaquin says that, okay, uh, they fig- you know, Veronica's here, and she says that she figured out that the Blossoms had been paying uh, Hiram, 
Um, and that Hiram might be connected to Jason's murder. FP's like, that's not good. That's not good. I had some business with Hiram. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, we, you know, it's like, you need to find out what the sheriff had to say about it. And Joaquin's like, yeah, I will. And he goes, these kids are more on the ball than the sheriff. And as they walk out the door... We see through Archie's window into Betty's room, and Alice Cooper has seen this conversation through binoculars. I mean, are we shocked? No, not even remotely. (laughs) I will say this. While, okay, so while I have been surprised by some of the things Alice has done, she is one of the characters that they have done a really good job of, of molding. Yeah. Like, like this seems like completely normal behavior, the diary thing. Completely, 100% Alice. This is Alice. shocking. We're back in the garage. Um, Betty is walking in to talk to Jughead. He's like, you know my dad has a drinking problem. And she's just like, I didn't know people were going to be drinking. I didn't know there was going to be this many. This was supposed to be inner circle only. Just your friends. And Jughead explains, you and Archie are my friends. Um, Everyone else here, including Veronica, including Kevin, are people that I would have actively shunned two months ago mm-hmm. to which she's like why and he goes i'm weird i'm a weirdo have you ever seen me without the stupid hat on that's weird i don't fit in and i, I don't, don't want, want to. to um and then he he lights this up and then he goes on to this long tirade about how betty is the girl next door which she hates Oof. and that that she, that line delivery goes, is i hate that word and he says um, I'm the damaged loner outsider from the wrong side of tra- the tracks, and I'm not one of your projects. And we're on borrowed time, and he he leaves it with, "I'm you're just with me until Archie changes his mind and decides he wants to be with you." He's convinced that this isn't this is just gonna do it, and I think it's part self sabotaging. I think it's also partly that he 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 can't understand why she didn't know this. Well, the way they're having this conversation is not great. No. I agree with everything that Jughead says. Absolutely. Um, And the thing about Archie is the thing that he is the most scared of. Because he knows Archie loves Betty, but not the way that Betty has always loved Archie. Yep. And Betty was not thinking about Jughead this way until Jughead made the move. Right. And Jughead... You want to come back to it? No, I'm just trying to... He... This is what's in the back of his mind. Yeah. Is that she may like me, she may be really nice to me, but how long is this going to last? Because that's probably every experience with a human he's had all through school. Well, and I'm sure that, you know, he lives in his own little fantasy world most of the time. Exactly. And that's what he's seen. Yeah. So... So it's all fair. Archie now drunks Val. That's what I put. Archie drunks Val. Because that's what he does. <laughs> he sees Val and he's trying to talk with her. And she's like, no, I'm not having it with you. You're a mess. He spills a drink. Maybe. Well, no, she dumps her. He's trying to grab her and she dumps her drink on him. Oh, I didn't. I, I was confused about what I think. Happened. I think he's trying to grab her. And in her movement out, she also manages to tip the drink onto him. So he's just drenched. And then we get a steady cam. Drunk Archie, who drunk Dallas is dead. He's panicking and then drunk Daz is dead. Yeah. Which is adorable. Um, Joke's about to leave. 
He's he's running out the door. Ethel stops him to say, like, oh, you didn't have any cake. That's bad luck. And he just says, this whole night is bad luck. I'm ghosting. So he's trying to leave, and Chuck and Cheryl stop him. And they say, we're going to play Secrets and Sins, which is a variation on Truth or Dare. <laughs> okay. The variation is that it's truth, no dare. It's just, we're going to air everyone's dirty laundry. And so this is where things start to get a little crazy, because there's so much talking. Woo! I think I might be able to do this. You want to, you want to, you want me to give it a try? Okay, you go. All right. Uh, first of all, the street is littered with solo cups. <laughs> really? These are bad high school drunks. <laughs> really bad. Um, they start with Veronica and Cheryl's talking, Cheryl, Cheryl's starting this whole game. She's like, you know, you and Archie were in the closet, uh, <laughs> sitting in the closet together. Eh. Okay. So Cheryl starts this like Veronica and her mom moved here to get a fresh start. What's so fresh about defiling Archie Andrews in a closet? That was your doing is what Veronica says. Because what about your, we know your father illegally purchased the drive-in land to which Jughead has alarm bells going off in his head. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that was his home. Yes. Um, and she goes, what else illegal is your father up to? And Veronica turns it back on her. It's like, what dirty little secret do you have? About Jason. Because it was like, dear dear Cheryl her, here killed her brother. You know how much I love Jason. Yeah, maybe a little too much in a way that a sister shouldn't. And maybe as you got older, that made Jason uncomfortable, and he chose Polly over you. So that's why you had to kill him. Cut to Kevin Keller. Saying, this is riveting. I can't breathe. (laughs) I love Kevin Keller. Kevin's here for the drama. I think that's the one actor from the show that I would love to meet so I could hug him. (laughs) I'd be like, I love you. I don't even know his name. He will always be Kevin Keller. Um, Dilton just belts out, this is disgusting. This is sick. I want to (laughs) play. Makes no sense. This is, well, I guess maybe that makes sense for him. This is disgusting, and that's me, so it's time for me to jump in. He's like, Get a double. I saw Mrs. Grundy's car at the Sweetwater River. So it's Clue and now. And I told Betty and Jughead. And let's not forget that Archie was there. So everyone puts it together. Color. And Cheryl goes, Is that why you became a mediocre musician overnight? <laughs> and Chuck is like, Man, Arch Andrews was banging a teacher. I wish you would have told me I could have put you in the Book of Conquests. Gross. Yeah. And then But Cheryl, Cheryl says, brings up Archie has mommy issues. No wonder you can't keep a girlfriend. Mm. Uh, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. That's she's just not harsh. Wrong. Um And then Chuck tells the dark Betty story. Well, um, Betty there's a good line where Betty's like Dilton shoots guns. And, and they're like, yeah, Dolly's a psycho. We all know this. He's psychopath. We all know this. But yeah, Chuck. I mean, just Chuck tells the dark Betty story. That's what he does. And we Chuck all know is this. In the room, trying not. He's he's like angry, crying. His eyes are really like red. Jughead. Yeah. yeah. He's like trying not to cry and not to murder somebody. Um, cause you know, this is making him really uncomfortable and mad cause they're going after his friends. And, and Chuck ends it and punctuates like, she actually thought she was Polly, but you knew all this, didn't you Jughead? Jughead. And Jughead gets the textbook right hook to his jaw. Okay. But there is a moment that, that was extra disgusting in there. As he's telling the story, um, Archie tries to get him to stop and he's like, man, Archie, we know you get a free peep show every night. Yep. Which is gross. 
which that's the line that makes me feel like Archie has said some locker room type things about Betty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah. Archie's probably said terrible things about women. It's, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn, Archie. Do better. He's kind of a douche. He's he he tries not to be a douche, but I think he kind of is. I don't know. He's not perfect. It's okay. No. It's okay. But damn, Archie. It's okay. okay. Anyway, Jughead so gets to... a perfect right hook on yeah, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck shoves right. him, and then FP breaks up the fight. He ends the party. He's like, everybody gone. Jughead's walking away, and FP stops him. He's like, not you. <laughs> and, you know, Jughead's like, what, are you going to give me some advice on my right hook? He's like, you got something good here, and you need to get back in her, cause, back in there, because your girl is hurting. Like, looks of it, she needs you. You need to man up. And Jughead's like, I'm only just going to work out, Dad. Well, he says that before. He says, you need yeah. to, your girl needs you. You need to man up. And Jughead, Jughead like, takes it. And he, he goes back in. Um, and then FP is starting it, to walk to his truck. And Alice approaches him. She's like, as... As Black Captain, I have to ask FP, why are you here so far from the south side? Don't act so high and mighty. mighty. You uh, might not dress live... Dress like from like you're from the south side. You might not live in the south side anymore. Or dress like you, you are. But we all know snakes don't shed their skin so easily. You guys! No, 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 hold on. And he goes, you're still hot, Alice. It's too bad you're a stick in the mud. Okay, okay. Alice! It's from the south side. And probably was a snake. And may or may not have had relations with FP. What the fuck, you guys? I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, it's perfect. It's so perfect. It explains so many things. It explains the stuff between her and Hermione. It explains the stuff from the south side. Explains all the stuff between her and her husband. Okay. My theory. So we know she had an abortion that Hal made her get. Yes. My theory is that the father of that baby was FP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it so much. And that is why he was, Hal would have been so like, you're getting an abortion because I'm not going to be the father of that child. That's From also, the south side. that's also probably why she's very concerned about her daughter dating Jughead. <laughs> yeah. Or she's actually supportive of it. Because she doesn't seem to hate Jughead. She doesn't hate FP, but she probably doesn't want him there causing trouble for her. Yes. Um, yeah, it's... Okay, so mm. we can put that down as, as, a, as a prediction. Oh, boy. Um, we're at Pops, and we get a very, very tender, sweet scene between Betty and Jughead. What does Betty say first? I don't know. Oh, she doesn't like, I thought you were the the sweet kind. Oh, I thought you were a lover, not a fighter. And Jughead goes, I'm both. (laughs) I've got layers. (laughs) He's being mopey. He's he's being adorable because he's got his, he's got a cut on his face. They're, they're apologizing and, and he he, explains, he's just like, I, I, he puts it down. He's scared of being rejected. mm -hmm. And so that's why he forces out these nice things. He's worried that he's, he's worried that rejected if he, if he, and not just, not just he's going to be rejected, but he's going to be rejected for who he is. Yeah. He's fine with rejection, but mm-hmm. not because just he's Jughead Jones. Mm-hmm. That's what he's so concerned with. And that's why he isolates himself. Yeah. And so then Betty tells 
him about, you know, I've got this darkness inside of me and I don't know what it is. And she shows him her hands with her, her fingernail cuts. And he takes them and he kisses them and it's very sweet. And he is not wearing his hat. Yep. He took it off. And I think pretty soon we're going to start seeing her without her ponytail around Jughead. I think when it's just her, him, I think I, this would be a very smart uh, costuming decision would be to have her not have a ponytail and him not have his hat on when it's just the two of them. Yeah. It's it, it's just one of those scenes where they both recognize just how, they, how deep these things run with them. Well, that they're both keeping things from each other. Yeah. Which so it's is, good. You know, it's good. Um, Archie and Veronica are at Archie's house. Archie is drunk, complaining to Veronica. This is the best scene I've seen Veronica in. I wrote, I wrote. She is really good in this scene. I liked her in the the research scene, with the exception of the glasses. Right. But this is the scene I believe everything she's doing. Because she's grounded. She's, she's very. It's. And I'm hopeful that and, this continues. And the lines were really good. It was well written scene, and it's they both really did great. Thing. So um, Archie's just like, I'm never gonna be able to live this down. And Veronica's like, No one is going to remember anything. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Except maybe that I accused Cheryl of twincest. Twin twincest. That's a pretty good line. Um, and Archie then no, says... No. Uh, sorry. Well, Archie says he drunk dialed his dad. Oh, and she's like, why would you say? And he said, don't get a divorce. And he's like, I don't even care. Like, I don't want them back together. Why do I keep wrecking things? And Veronica's like, welcome to my life. Yeah, and she talks about how, you know, every day she feels like she finds out a new lie or something awful about her parents, and she just really doesn't want her mom to be guilty, and she hopes that that's a lie. This is Archie starting to understand it's not as bad as he thinks it is. Like, his, yeah, his problems are really chill. He thinks he's screwed up, and it's weird. I, In some ways, I, I've, I've been there in my life where I was like, man, this is screwed up, and then I've known people who are like, do you realize how good you have it? Yeah, your problems are lame. <laughs> there's always there's always people around you to give that perspective that you need. There will always be people who have it better, and there will always be people who have it worse. And it's important to know both of those people in moments where you're struggling. And you need to recognize that, that hey, your shitty situation is better than someone else's shitty situation. Which she brings up, um, you know, Archie's super drunk and and... We end the scene with them hardcore making out. It's... It might be more than making out. No. No. Just making out. I mean, she climbs on top of him. And? I don't know. It's, okay. a, it's a teen cable show, They're so sometimes that suggests things. This is not things. on cable. This is network television. Okay, well, then even more. They usually suggest things happening by making out situations like that. This is a teen show. They would make a much bigger deal about that. Because we cut to the morning time. Veronica's asleep in the bed. She wakes up and Archie's passed out on the air mattress. Like a gentleman. But a drunk, drunk gentleman who is shirtless. But he's shirtless. <laughs> See the abs. Nice abs. You got, you got your beef well done. Um, okay, so I don't think they had sex. Mm, I, I agree. I, I think we had some hardcore making out some... and some light humping. Mm-hmm. Is probably what occurred. And, well, there might have been some things. No. You never know. No. It's teenagers. No. Because <laughs> here's the thing. If, if something more than just some making out and some light humping, we're going to find out about it later. That's fair. Um, she kisses him on the cheek. 
And then she starts her walk of shame downstairs. And hey, she runs her, hair, her hair messed up. The walk of shame. She looks good. She's wearing hose. What the fuck? Okay. You can tell by her feet that she's wearing hose. I was like, uh-uh. There ain't no 16-year-old girl who's wearing hose. If they are not, like, patterned and they're nude. I was like, uh-uh. I don't think so. No, ma'am. And Jughead is being dad. He, He's got. He, does he have a newspaper? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and, and his mug of coffee. And yeah. Veronica's walking down like, hey, Jughead. He's like, Veronica. And he's got that dad smirk and he starts drinking his coffee. <laughs> and, and she's he, like, so. And he goes, I'm not saying anything. Don't worry about it. Great. Like, Great. So she leaves. <laughs> and they both smile at each other with the stupidest grins on their faces for like two seconds. I, yeah. It's funny. It is very funny. We cut to the lodge house, and a very, a very little interesting scene here. Mm-hmm. She's talking to Smithers, and she says, Smithers, you've known my parents for a long time. Is my father a good person? And Smithers says... I'd rather not say. So then she says, what about my mother? Unequivocally good. No doubt in my mind. And Veronica, and Veronica is just like, okay, I know what I need to do. So she walks into Sourberry's office. Mm-hmm. And she looks at mom, and she's you know she's just like I believe in you, mom. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna testify. I'll say about how much my mom and, and dad love me. me. So she's gonna do what she she needs to do, and and you know, Smithers gives the advice she needs to to be like, no matter what, I'm with my mother. Yeah, she's like this. She's. It, it really is a moment where it's about her protecting her mom. It's not about her dad. No. It's it's about... It's like, I don't want anything bad to happen to my mom. And whether or not her mother is guilty, it doesn't matter. No. She still wants to protect her. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's noble. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> back to the Andrews house and Archie's, Archie's mopping the floor. Hung over. His shirt is covered in what is... Probably vomit stains uh, and flop sweat. Flop sweat, and he and, and I like Jughead is sitting at the table. He's not cleaning up shit. Nope. Which I would be Jughead. I'd be like, "Fuck you! I didn't have anything to do with this. I ain't cleaning shit." Long night's journey in today. Yeah. Uh, Fred calls Archie, and Archie denies the ha- the the call. He says, "I'm, I'm not ready to. Uh, I'm not ready to face that music." And then he's like, "So, um." Veronica and I nope nope don't want to hear it I'm never telling anyone literally anything ever yeah I'm never telling anyone anything literally ever and they both kind of like smirk and bro laugh and I think Jughead's a little relieved because if Archie has a girlfriend that door is closed with him and Betty that's still gonna come up sometime oh it's that's gonna be this whole show is that weird thing the triangle yeah uh, Alice Cooper walks in to Betty's room and says, I made, I brewed a high point and get you some aspirin because you're going to need it. <laughs> this parent, this, Alice is very chill about the whole, my daughter's been drinking. Uh, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's. I, I feel like my daughter could be doing something worse. Well, she's home and she's safe. Also, I don't know that Betty was drinking. Why would her mom be giving her a high point and aspirin? You do know what high point is, right? It's tea, right? No, it's coffee. No, whatever. But an aspirin, whatever. That's um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she does wake up pretty hungover, and Betty looks good hungover. The hair down looks good. She looks great with hair down. We haven't seen it since the first episode. Of the I know, dance. right? But what happens if hair down means dark Betty? 
No, hair down isn't dark, buddy. I know. Black wig is dark, buddy. Hair down is vulnerable, buddy. Mm, That's what that means. Vulnerable, buddy. That's because she had it up when they were at the dance. And then she went home and she took it down. And then the only the only scene we've seen her with her hair down is when she had that do you love me yep. conversation, which was heartbreaking and sad. And so I guarantee you the next time we're going to see it, it's going to be her and Jackhead. Oh. <laughs> um, it's going to be really sweet. And it's probably going to be a conversation with them deciding that they're not going to have sex because they're not ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of teenage television. So, um, <laughs> so... Alice says, I see you invited Jughead's father to the party. And, 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 but he's just like, I thought it would be nice. And then she's like, and what about that young man who is with him? Long haired delinquent. And Joaquin? Uh, yeah, I think he's kind of dating Kevin. Like, oh, FP knows him from the serpents. Um, he's, he's kind of Kevin's boyfriend. And Alice knows how this works, she's clearly. Like, this is a small town, but it's not that small. Yeah, Alice knows something's up. Okay, Alice has discovered a story. Yeah, she's got something. She's, she's got, got some. She's got some news. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty and Veronica are together again at the Blue and Gold office. Veronica has brought Betty a coffee and a scone, and Betty says, "The last time you brought me the, brought me food, it was because you kissed Archie." <laughs> and then Veronica's like, "Yeah, that was funny." Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, she's doing the same um, fucking thing again. Anyway, um, I just testified about my dad and uh, helped him to get out of jail. And Betty's like, that's great. <laughs> um, that's good news, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my dad hired Jughead's dad to trash the drive-in. And if he did that, then... Maybe Hiram hired FP to do other things. Like maybe... Murder Jason. And Betty tries to tries to sort of hide away that she's already on that trail. <laughs> and she um, didn't, Betty didn't know about the serpents being hired. No, but she knows about the Jason thing. Yes. And after that, she's kind of like, er, well, you know. Okay. So Veronica's like, I want to help with the investigation. I want to get the truth, no matter what it is. And Betty's like, cool. Okay. Order or chaos. I always have to have a little Jughead moment in there. Yeah, we get, we get wait into our ending narration. Smithers delivers a package to Veronica, and it's pearls from Daddy. He says, thank you, love Daddy, which is gross. And he, she's just like, <sighs> Archie's getting the house together. He's got it all cleaned up. He sits down, he plops down with Vegas, and then the door, door opens. opens. <laughs> he's like, oh, God. And, you know, Fred's he's like, we're home. And then... Mom's home. It's like, hi, honey. And his mom is played by Molly Ringwald. Yep. Which I was, I did not see her name in the beginning credits because they're there. I had remembered vaguely hearing about it somewhere, but I didn't know. I was so surprised that it was, I really enjoyed the fact that I had no clue. We just tenfold increased the nostalgia factor of this show. Absolutely. Because when you think of famous redheads, you first, of course, think Lucille Ball, but she's dead. Um, But then we have Molly Ringwald. Uh Uh-huh. And I adore her. Yeah. We just went full on rat, brat pack. Brad no. Well, no, I know she's the only one in there. She's the only one. Unless we get some Rob Lowe, which would be great. He won't he do. He, he won't be in the show. No. It depends on the character they had him play. Eh, it won't happen. It would be great. We I could get know. Anthony Michael Hall. Hmm. No. 
We could get Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson can't do it. He's he's not. No. Emilio Estevez. Estevez would be great. He should play Hiram, but that wouldn't make sense. Nah. He anyway. Should... Oh. We need Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I'm just this needs to happen. Just have him be an FBI agent. Or Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, we get Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy would be great. He'd be fantastic on the show. Or he should he should play Ethel Barb's dad. And we should also get Ali Sheedy. Ooh, Ali Sheedy. She should be the librarian counselor who dates Fred. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that should work. Wow. Anyway, um <laughs> I swear at some point I'm going to make a list of all my predictions so that we can tick them off and whether or not they've been uh, confirmed as true or just crazy. Alright, so let's start with the big one. Any any new revelations to make us think something different about who murdered Jason? No. No. no Don't have I, any cultural on that. I still feel like Clifford Blossom is the main person responsible. I haven't decided what level of involvement somebody else could have. It's probably a serpent. I'm still thinking it's Mustang because he's the only other um, uh, serpent who's been named. We can also firmly rule out FP, right? Because of the comment about Hiram. I feel like him saying, you know, I had business with Hiram. This ain't good. Because he knows that's going to make him look guilty even yeah. though he's not. No, no, I agree. So I feel like that rules him out absolutely. If he's going to... He's going to get pulled in for this. Of course. But... Um, and he knows that, but he's got the jacket. Yeah, that's he, part of why. Yeah, FP didn't do it. I'm just trying to think about what his dealings with Hiram are, yeah. aside from the drive-in deal. Yeah, we haven't met Hiram. Else. We're gonna at some point. I bet. Yeah, no, we have to soon. I don't. It probably won't be this season. <laughs> Maybe like very, very end. No, because the end has to be the conclusion of who killed him. And Not necessarily. Most likely, they can drag it out. They can't, but that would make no sense for this season, for this show. Because then next season, the drama has to be more about what happens with Hiram. And is he going to stay in jail? Is he going to get out? You know, okay, is all the money got Like, it's, it's, that's going to be more of the drama. Because I don't, I don't think Hiram did it. No. We don't know who. I'd, I would like to know more about this financial dealing. Hmm. And why were they paying the lodges for all this time? Maybe to try and ruin the. Uh, it's a different blood feud. Lots of blood, flu f blood fluid. Blood. <laughs> blood feuds. Blood feud. Any other predictions you got? Not for this season. <laughs> we're getting close. I'm going to start making a list because we are going to do, as we've said in a previous podcast, we're going to finish the season and then we're going to do an episode just before the new season starts where we're going to uh, watch the trailer, the trailer for season two because we haven't seen any of that. We and promise. We promise double down secret promise, you guys. Yeah. I haven't even, I've wanted to watch the bloopers and I haven't even done that because I know it'll probably give away things. Oh, we'll watch that before the episode too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to watch um, the bloopers. But we're going to make some season two uh prediction yeah and so right now i'm trying to get all of my i'm trying to get some predictions together which i definitely have some hey now i don't i don't have any those will most likely change after we watch the finale the season ends yeah all right well if there's nothing else left then i guess the only thing we have is you guys stay riv hashtag riverdale strong mm -hmm. good night night
that's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.